we're interrupting Tyler Reddick after a big race win in Kansas. And uh, Tyler, looking at that move that you made uh, through the infield, it damn near seemed like down below that white line. Was that a move that you had been talking to your crew chief or something that you had planned to do uh, just prior to that happening? Or was that just a spur of the moment for Tyler Reddick? Yeah, it was pretty pretty spur of the moment for sure. Yeah, I just uh, had a had a good launch, and honestly, can't really remember what exactly happened. It just it all happened so fast. So it was just really cool to to be able to be the first one, first tire, uh, four tires there, jumped uh, kind of into a clean spot, and yeah, just just kind of got lucky. Honestly, it it, it, it things went perfectly. The seas kind of parted for me. It was it was awesome. Yeah, you find at times, I would imagine, as drivers, that you just don't know what move that you're going to make. And then all of a sudden, it's like, holy crap, this move is actually working. Did you look around and going, oh, this is actually working for me? Yeah, it worked out really well. Um, you know, it just, you know, you, you got you to gotta find the clean air. And we did a really good job of that. You know, I was fortunate the cars behind us didn't get the greatest of launches. So I didn't really have to worry about what was behind me. So I could just be aggressive and... Um, you know, we had a tire advantage too, so we had more maneuverability than our competition. So it all just, I don't know how to hold the dang phone. I'm sorry. It all just came together. <laughs> I just, but Tyler, I did everything we, great till here. Yeah. That's a, okay. Tyler, we can talk about launches, having the best set of tires, you know, whatever. The bottom line is the consistency of 2311 at Kansas, Kurt Busch's last win, Bubba Wallace winning last year, you now, there's something else going on there. What does your team have that others don't? I mean, it, it, we've just done a good job at capitalizing on it here. Honestly, I feel like what we have here is nothing, nothing. I mean, it's 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 fast, right? I wouldn't say it's like special. Uh, the speed that we bring here, I, we, we brought to Darlington, we brought to other racetracks that we've been to this year. We just, you know, we we let them subway a little bit, right? So, I just think we do a really good job of bringing fast race cars. It's just kind of up to us to execute and, and keep ourselves in the mix. In the last two weekends, we've done a great job of that. Done a fantastic job. What are your feelings? There's a little bit of relief now that you're obviously guaranteed into the second round of the playoffs or the next round, I should say. What are your feelings with all the races that you have left and your communication with the team, the team's prep, the way that you've raced these tracks already this year? How do you feel about the rest of the year as of right now? Yeah, really good, honestly. All the tracks in the playoffs are, are good tracks for us. So, yeah, I mean, we'll just uh, we'll do what we need to at Bristol. Hopefully we can get... Uh, you know, hopefully Bubba can make it through Bristol and both of our cars can remain in the round of 12. But, uh, yeah, you know, I look at all the tracks we have from and up. Bristol's honestly like the biggest question marks. I just don't know what we're going to have when we get there. So I haven't driven this car uh, for this team uh, at Bristol yet. But the rest of them, you know, I look at Texas. and It's been good to me. Look at the Roval. It's been great to me. We have great partnership, great teamwork at the Speedways at Talladega. And obviously, you know, Martinsville, Vegas, Homestead, all really good tracks. And then Phoenix was another one I kind of gave away earlier this year. So I think a lot of the tracks we have good speed at. Tyler Reddick, NASCAR winner at Kansas. Let's continue on that same vein. There was a time when you were considered excellent on the road courses. You still consider that a trump card you have in your back pocket? I think we're still pretty good, you know. Um, even at our worst, I mean, I get like a walk-in slam, you know, we... We still ran pretty solid. They're going to do some finish out of it. But, you know, Indy, we just we, – we, we know that we need to work on the first 15 laps of our road course races, even at, even at uh, Coda. You know, we were a little off there, but we are able to still have good speed. So, 
I think we figured that out going into the world, but we'll be in a much better place. But uh, I think we still have a lot of good speed on the uh, on the road courses. It's just obviously, you know, what we've been able to improve all the other touring drivers have too. So, you know, just racing against good cars, obviously. The first 15 laps, that sounds pretty direct to the point. What what do you get? What do you need in the first 15 laps to take to the other 7,000? Just 15, uh, 15. Uh, just, just more speed. We'll figure that out, bro. Freak Nation, Tyler Reddick joining us here in the Freak Nation, taking a few minutes out here in the Freak Nation. Now, how does Tyler Reddick now, a few years after uh, you've been coming to the Freak Nation, how does Tyler Reddick party after a win now? Yeah, we'll figure that out. You know, we uh, we got a little time to celebrate. You know, we got a little shorter turnaround racing on Saturday night, but we'll figure it out. I know I can count on uh, Kurt Bush, our chief vision officer, to coordinate all that. <laughs> wait, 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 your chief what officer? Chief vision officer. I like that. <laughs> All oh, right. Oh, Monster and Vodka sounds pretty good. No, it's called a beast, Kenny. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. We got beast. Yeah, we're good. Little boy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Always fantastic when you're rolling Freak Nation. All right. Thank you, guys. You thank got it. Thank you. I keep forgetting that Bristol is a Saturday night race. The Saturday night races since what over the last couple of years have been non-existent. So, yeah, this is like you said, he's, he's not joking when he's talking about this being a quick turnaround. Oh, it's that man. You brought up a good point, though. When you look at Tyler Reddick and really what he's done on road courses, it's to, it's fun to watch the development of a driver. Granted, he's a championship driver for the last two or three years. But to be able to pick oval specialists off like he did with the final couple of laps, uh, he's showing some wares that you brought up in that one question about becoming an oval specialist. I don't know what the hell that meant, really. <laughs> yeah, no, but there are drivers who say that they don't like road courses. We don't need road courses. We hate road courses and never have road courses. But that's his. that was his strength at one time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, like he said, he carries it. I know what I'm doing. And uh, he's working it out to find the clear air like he showed today at Kansas to get to the front of the line. And like you said, he passed some guys that are supposed to be good in that environment, and he passed them and left them behind, walked away from them at the end. Can we just nitpick that Tyler Reddick interview just a little bit real quick? Sure. I think I find it hilarious because these guys are they just they get it more quickly than we give them credit for. He started off the interview and he had clouds behind him. He was in the garages, obviously, and really quick style. He turned to the back of his hauler that had all the sponsor logos on it. And his head was so perfectly placed in between the two lines of sponsor logos. I'm like, well done. Subliminally done, but very well done. Yeah, I saw that immediately. I was going to ask him about the Jumpman logo down at the bottom. Right. And I would think that would be a little higher up the food chain. But uh, yeah, it's there carrying the strength, carrying the load. Mm -hmm. You know, and initially when Michael Jordan got involved with Denny Hammond with 2311, you would, you would see the numbers of those cars. And at least for me, you would think of Michael Jordan. Now it's Michael Jordan has just kind of blended into ownership uh, in the NASCAR series. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I had to remind myself, oh yeah, that's Michael Jordan's driver right there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing in that he's no longer Michael Jordan, the basketball guy who's dabbling in NASCAR. Now that he's sold his basketball team, 
he's a, a NASCAR owner, and that's a good thing. You know, he's got time and interest. Uh, he told us years ago that, that he grew up liking NASCAR. He grew up in North Carolina, and that was one of the things that he liked. So now he's got a chance to spend more time with it. Maybe we'll see a Jumpman 500 somewhere down the line. Dude. Never say never. If there's anything we've learned the last many, many years, never say never. I'm going to get off on a rabbit hole. I was watching. I'm one of those guys that grew up on 60 Minutes. So I'll record every 60 Minutes and go back and watch them when I can on a Sunday night. Imagine that because we're doing a big-ass radio show and TV show. And there was an interview, a recent interview with Charles Barkley. And I forgot about that tension between those two dudes, Charles Barkley called out Michael Jordan, basically saying you're a crap box owner, probably said it in a little four more direct words than that. Uh, and from that point forward, him and Michael Jordan never spoke. I wonder if there's anybody inside those garages that has called out Michael Jordan to where they walk around and Michael Jordan turns the other way. So he won't talk to that person. I don't know. Michael Jordan could buy and sell several of those guys in the, in the garage that think they, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think they're so happy to have him and anybody with money coming into the series. I think they're, they're, they don't want to do anything to scare him away. Not just money, because you can get any millionaire, billionaire into racing garages, but a person with money and massive influence. And, and he has teams. massive influence. Yeah, exactly. In exactly. such a different demographic. So, yeah, that's, yep. he is. He's huge for the sport. It's awesome. Again, uh, Tyler Reddick been coming to the Freak Nation many, many times. And when he rolls in here, he just he's the kind of guy that he doesn't offend anyone. He's not offensive, but he says what he wants to say. You'll watch interviews with him. And granted, we didn't have a whole lot of time. We had about four or five minutes with the guy and we couldn't go too deep. We had to get some basics out of the way. But definitely uh, a top five favorite for mine mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to NASCAR Cup drivers.